Podcast Answer Man, episode number 227. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet launched that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends. It's all about kicking it up a notch. And I am excited to bring to you another episode of Podcast Answer Man. And I know a lot of you out there are listening to this, you know, well after it's been recorded. And uh, that's totally cool. I love the time shifted nature of podcasting. It's what makes it so awesome that you can listen to this thing whenever you desire. And as I'm recording this on Saturday, September 17th, 2011, you might be listening to this on Monday, uh, sometime in July in 2027. You know, who knows? I have no idea when and where you're listening to this, and it doesn't matter. But there are some of you, however, recognize that I have this pattern or have had this pattern of releasing my shows on Thursday. I want to explain to you where why my podcast have been late the last two weeks. And obviously, it's not, well, not obviously. I say obviously a lot. And that's one of those things where you, if you listen to yourself, and, and that's one of the things I try to do is I try to listen to at least one to three of my own podcasts per week just to see the the things that I do and say that kind of annoy me personally. I don't, and, and just assuming sometimes it'll annoy you guys, I'm not sure. But um, anyway, there's more to this the last two weeks than just um, uh, putting it off. I have been quite overwhelmed uh, the last couple weeks uh, with a lot of things that are on my schedule. One of the things that has been going on is I no longer have a virtual assistant right now. I had a virtual assistant for 18, no, actually a year and uh, almost... A year and three-fourths of a year. How do you say that? One and three-fourths years. Anyway, the the situation, I've had an assistant for a very long time who has been publishing all of my shows to the web. And for the last year, I have, or nine months anyway, I have had somebody who not is just not, who's not just publishing my episodes to my website, but who's actually processing all of my episodes. So uh, in essence, I had a virtual assistant where I would take the recordings off of my digital audio recorder. Obviously, all my well, there's that word, obviously, my all of my music is included in the front of the show as I play it. I mean, these sound clips that you hear kind of like, um, you know, if I if I was to click this that sound right there, that's actually being played live. I'm not adding that in post production. It is it is just there. So I can turn that off and turn it on. And, and, and all the audio that you hear here on Podcast Answer Man, with the exception of an included interview, most of the time I'll actually take the original interview and paste it in in post-production. But all of my other shows and even a majority of Podcast Answer Mans that, that are recorded 
without an interview are done with very little post-production required. However, I still, what I do is I take the the recording off the recorder, drag and drop it over to my desktop, and then I put it in, a, in this Dropbox folder, and my assistant had been taking that file, renaming the, actually, no, she would take the file, she would open up the file, process it with my multi-band compressor secret sauce settings that I have, and then she would save the file back out, and she would name the file with a naming scheme that I've provided for her. And then uh, she would take that and tag that MP3 file, upload it to my Libsyn Media Hosting account. And then she would uh, take that file and put it back in Dropbox after it was complete and say, hey, Cliff, I've taken care of everything. Because from there, she would take it from Libsyn and then publish it to all the various different websites that I have for each of our shows. And we produce 7 to 15 podcast episodes a week. And I'll tell you what, it's been a long time since I realized just how valuable that task, that repetitive task that happens on a week-by-week basis, just how valuable that is to me because I had forgotten how I used to record shows live on Thursday and I would stay up until about 11 o'clock at night working about a 14 to 16 hour day sometimes uh, on Thursdays just to record and produce and publish all of those podcast episodes. And that's not even thinking about those shows that we don't record on Thursday. So... What happened was I've had this virtual assistant for now for for well I've had a virtual assistant since uh, January of 2010. So for for what is that 12 plus nine anyway you get the whole math thing going there. So uh, we'll just say that uh, I've I've had it for um, a, a virtual assistant help for a long time now, and my virtual assistant. Uh, it just recently had a baby and so she's on maternity leave now i use a virtual assistant through a virtual assistant firm and it just so happened that my contract ran out uh the renewal it was up for renewal at the same time she was supposed to leave for maternity leave you know and this is her third baby and i have no guarantee that she's coming back and amy's well worth everything i was paying and it not only was I going to be working with a substitute VA that I had not trained, but Amy had trained for me. Uh, not only was I going to do that, but my rates were going to go from eighteen fifty an hour to twenty four an hour. And so I was going to pay for I was I was going to need to renew my contract for a year, uh, and for the at least the four first four weeks of that new contract, I'm getting somebody doing my work that I have no idea if they're going to do a good job or not. And I'm like, I just don't know if I want to pay this much more. And if it was Amy and she she was there, would she be worth it? Yes. Would I try to negotiate a smaller, you know, a lower price? Heck yeah, I would try to negotiate something lower. But but still, it would, it, would she be worth it? You better believe she would be worth it. She The work that she was doing was that valuable. Well, anyway, long story short, um, I decided that I wasn't going to go from eighteen fifty an hour and sign a contract for another 12 months for somebody that I don't even know who they are. And I'm not getting Amy, so I'm just not going to renew right now. And I was going to look at different options, and I've been looking at different options. And um, and, and I have a solution right now that, that could possibly work. And uh, things, are, things are getting a slow start because of just some, some things that are going on. Uh, but I do have somebody that has agreed to help me and uh, with good compensation and then and I'm really excited about it, but the thing is, is I've not yet had an opportunity to train this person to do my podcast production and publication. And so, therefore, 
I am still pretty much in charge of getting these things off the ground and, and running. And that's why last week Podcast Answer Man was not released until Saturday. And that's why I'm not even recording it until Saturday this week. And um, what does this matter to you guys? There are a couple things. Number one, I like to share my podcasting journey with you guys. All right. I, this, this, this show is just as, about a mu- as much as me sharing my podcasting journey with you as it is teaching you the technical ins and outs of podcasting. So uh, just, just so you know, sometimes publishing, recording a podcast, even when you're so passionate about this, sometimes it's a, it, it's a real big pain in the butt and it's inconvenient and your schedule gets in the way. And I think it's important for you guys to know that it's possible to delegate some of these responsibilities. And so if nothing else, maybe perhaps if you find yourself getting caught up into the mundane mundane task. Maybe you love getting behind the mic and recording and stuff like that, but you like to tightly edit your show and get rid of the ums and the ahs and and long, 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 long pauses or something like that. Or maybe maybe it's time, but you hate the post production process of doing that, and it kind of wears you down and it keeps you from moving forward. If that's the case, have you considered hiring somebody to do your post production work for you? And then, of course, uh, there's a good chance that maybe you have thought about that and you are paralyzed by this thought of <gasps> paying somebody else to do something you could do for free. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll stop here and just tell you that this is the perfect uh, way for me to tell you about virtualassistantpodcast.com. All right, so that's why my podcasts are getting posted late and it may not be the end of it. Just bear with me and stay subscribed, please. I I really appreciate your patience. All right, we're going to turn next to Mike Young. I've got so much to put into this episode. So Mike, take it away. Uh, This is something about um, Lipson accounts. So go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Mike Young here from the Beyond Your Wedding Day podcast and the newly formed Christ on the Quad podcast. And that is is actually what kind of spawned this question I have for you. On my Libsyn account, I currently, from my from my Beyond Your Wedding Day podcast, which I just recorded episode 50 of, um, and uh, so I've had that account for quite a while, about a year, and I, I pay the $15 a month plan, which gives me plenty of room to do one episode a week. Now, with this new show, my hope was, my plan was just to bump it up to like the $20, which like doubles the amount of space, because I figured between those two um, shows then, each doing once a week, I should have plenty of room. But when I went into Libsyn account and did the create new show, um, and basically I figured out that you have to create, or you basically have to have a separate plan for each show, even within the same account. So here's my question, is... If you were me, would you just do the $20 plan? And I mean, is there, a, is there a big reason to have separate shows or do I need to pay the $15 for each show a month? I'm just trying to limit my cost, um, especially since the Christ on the Quad podcast is sort of a ministry-based um, podcast at this point. So um, that is my ultimate question. You know, Is there any kind of moral issue with that? Is there a practical issue that I'm not dealing with here? So I guess that is my ultimate question. Should I have two separate accounts or two separate shows paying $15 each or just upload them all under the one show paying $20? I hope that makes sense. Thanks for everything you do, Cliff. All right, Mike, thank you for the question. And I want to let you know, as far as uh, technical details, I have 
two Lipson accounts. I have the two that give you um, not the 250 megabytes per month, but two accounts that give me 1.5 megabytes each. So I can upload a total of three gigabytes of audio uh, yeah, three gigabytes of audio files per month onto my two accounts. On those two accounts, I have 27 different podcasts. And so I only use Libsyn for two things. I use Libsyn for stats. when I don't even pay a whole lot of attention to those most of the time. And I also use them for hosting my media files, just content delivery. And if you want to, I encourage you to check out learnhowtopodcast.com. It's my free online tutorial. And I, I think I covered this. Um, yeah, I covered it right here in part four. So there's a there are eight videos for learnhowtopodcast.com. Check out video number four and you'll, you'll see my philosophy on hosting with Libsyn. Now, is there a moral issue? Not that I'm aware of. There's nothing that, that I, I saw that, that limits this in any way. I mean, obviously, they have it set up to where they can host a website for your podcast. They can do an app for your podcast. They can do all kinds of other things and have an RSS feed for your podcast. They can do all kinds of stuff. But there's nothing I I can think as a moral implication where you are violating any kind of terms of service by saying, you know what, I appreciate that. But really what I'm using your service for is for this unlimited bandwidth for an allotted amount of space for each month. And what I want is to just be able to load up all of my shows. I don't want your RSS feed. I don't want your website. I don't want your apps. I just want to upload what you have told me I'm allowed to upload on a monthly basis up to, for me, it's 1.5 gigs on two different accounts. And you know what? Sometimes podcast and my two account names, one is called GSPN and one is called Generally Speaking. All right. And podcast answer man episodes. What is this? Episode 227. I'd say probably you know, three-fourths of them are on my old G, generally speaking account and the other fourth of them are on the GSPN account. It doesn't matter to me which one I upload them to. It's just whichever one's not maxed out for the month is where the shows go. And that's how I do it. And and so, Mike, I hope that answers your question. What I would recommend is that you you are naming your, your MP3 files, the file names themselves, I think you have uh, Beyond Your Wedding Day is the one of them, and then Christ on the Quad. Um, I would do like Beyond Your Wedding Day would be uh, B Y W D zero zero one would be dot mp three or B whatever the initials are zero zero one, and then I usually put like dash and a little descriptive title, you know, with no spaces dot mp three. And that way, if every single episode of Beyond Your Wedding Day starts with the same letters, then you can actually go into your stats and you can sort them alphabetically. And then, of course, if you do BY, uh, let's see, Beyond Your Wedding Day, BYWD 001, 002, 003, alphabetically, it's going to put them in the inappropriate order as well. And so, therefore, you can still have one account have tons of different kinds of podcasts in there, or not tons, but well, for me, it's tons. But anyway, you can have multiple types of podcasts in there. And and if you still want to be able to use your stats, you'll have to do a little bit more manual stuff. And instead of looking there at their averages, which for what I do, for example, is if I want to, I mean, I've got like you know 20 other podcasts that are in here. And 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 so I I basically just sort by alphabetical. I go to the P for Podcast Answer Man, which is actually P A M. This will be like P A M 
227-something.mp3. But what I'll do is I'll actually sort it in alphabetic order. And if I wanted to check my stats to see how things are going, what I would do is I would actually not look at 227, but I would actually, after this episode is posted, I would look at 226 all the way back to 216, you know, and, and, and take that number and add up the total number of listens to all of those episodes, divide it by the number of episodes that that is, and that's my average, and that tells me about what my stats are of people who are consistently listening to my shows. So, Mike, I hope that helps you. One, so one of the biggest questions I always get, one website to rule them all, or should I have a single site for each of my shows? And another question that's coming up a lot is one one Libsyn account to rule them all, or one Libsyn account for single shows? And... If you wanted to use their iPhone, or I don't even know if they can do you an iPhone app anymore, uh, but if you wanted to use their app and and you wanted to use them for your RSS feed, and you want to, then yes, you would need a separate account for each show, and then the money will start piling up. But I don't see any. Te- there's definitely no technical reason why you can't use uh, one account for multiple shows, and I certainly am not aware of any moral implication. And I want to let you know. I've had conversations here on podcastanswerman.com with Rob Walsh of Wizard Media. They're completely aware of what I'm doing. And while they, you know, while they basically would like people to use them for all inclusive services of podcasting to fit all your podcasting needs, they're they're quite aware that I am coaching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasters to do otherwise and to do things the way that I do. And you know what? I still think they're pretty darn happy with the amount of income that they're bringing in from me coaching people to not upload their MP3 files to their local web hosting uh, account and instead having a separate separate dedicated Wizard Media Libsyn hosting media account and the benefits of doing so. I'm pretty sure they're happy with that. So there you go. Mike, I hope that helps you out. Um, the next topic that I want to bring up is podcastawards.com. All right, my friends, uh, podcastawards.com. This is, I don't know how many annual now, but this has been going on for several years and it's put together by Todd Cochran and a bunch of other people over there at, uh, raw voice or blueberry or whatever you want to call them over there. They have all kinds of names. But uh, Todd Cochran's a good guy. I really like him. Uh, he's, you know, their company is behind PowerPress, which is what, you know, I used to be against all-inclusive uh, uh, plugins for podcasting. But I really have grown to like uh, the PowerPress plugin based upon some tweaks that Angelo Mondado, the creator of that plugin, made after he and I had some talks about, you know, what I, what my concerns were about, you know, relying on an all-inclusive and uh when I saw the way that he was building it so that, you know, if you ever deleted PowerPress, as long as you use it the way that I use it, then you'll never have to worry about, you know, if, if they go away, anything's going to go, you know, awry. You, everything will still be coded correctly for your podcasting. So anyway, I'm very happy with uh, with Raw Voice. I'm very happy with Blueberry. They're, they're good people. And uh, this is, oh, it's right in front of me now. Seventh annual podcast awards nominations are open now. Now, here's the situation. I, I did a podcast episode a long time ago. I'm not, not going to look it up and find out what episode it was. But somebody asked me what I thought about podcast awards. And uh, honestly, uh, get to winning these awards, not that big a deal to me. 
Uh, however, it can it can be good. And and a, and a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, his name's Daryl Darnell, uh, basically gave me a good reason why perhaps you know if 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 you have one show and and you you have an engaged audience that that would love to participate in helping you to win an award. That, that could be a good thing for your community. And the, the whole reason why I kind of question this is, you know, how these podcast awards work. I'll talk about nominations in a second, but how the actual voting process works is that um, once once all the nominations are made and then the official nominees are are named for each category, there, there might be like five or ten for each category. I can't remember which. But anyway, uh what what you'll do is once your show if it makes it to the nomination then voting will open and i can't remember how long voting's open for i think it might be 90 days or something like that but here's the here's the crazy thing all right the crazy thing is that people can vote every day for 90 days all right and so for you to be able to to potentially win this thing you're going to need to engage as many people in your audience to vote on a daily basis every single day, once a day, every day. And maybe it's only 30 days. I don't know. I hope, I hope it's not 90 days. I, I can't remember. I should have looked all this stuff up here. But anyway, the idea is still, even if it's 30 days, it's a long time to ask somebody, even if it was two weeks, every day for two weeks. Come on, seriously. So the, the, the reason that I had expressed a concern about this is that um, you know, asking your audience to do that every time you ask them to go and vote, you're you're calling in a favor. You know, there's this there's this act of reciprocity. Now, if you're doing a podcast as a hobby and you're just playing around with it and you're not looking to you know generate income and stuff like that, and 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 you're just building a community and having lots of fun and and stuff like that, then then maybe not so concerned about asking, you know, calling in a favor. It's like, well, I had no intentions of calling in favors or having calls to action in my podcast anyway, uh, except this is a perfect opportunity. It's like, hey, guys, we never ask you for anything. And right now we're asking, hey, would you be willing to do this? Vote for us daily. And, um, you know, and it's a great way to win. And of course, uh, the, the Fringe podcast won last year for, I think it was probably entertainment podcast or something like that, but they won. And and it was and and it was great for them and I and I think that's gr- I think it's wonderful. Um, what I do believe in is at least getting nominated. Now, see, here's the thing: no, getting nominated uh, to is as simple as one call to action, calling in one favor. And the and, and let me go back real quick to the calling in the favor. You know, the you're you're asking something something people to do something for you, and when you're asking them to do it daily. I just think that that's a lot, especially if you're asking them to do other things like I am, which are, you know, hey, will you sign up for my mailing list? Hey, will you come to my live shows? Hey, will you leave us audio feedback for the show? Hey, will you consider becoming a plus member at gspn.tv plus slash plus? Hey, will you consider if you're looking to start a podcast, come to my podcasting A to Z course? Hey, will you be willing to tell other people about learn how to podcast.com, my free tutorial about podcasting hey will you do i'm i'm always asking people i'm calling and so for me to think about asking people to vote on a daily basis it's like uh really and i may actually even do that if my shows get nominated this this year but i'm going to i i found a way to do it differently and i'll talk about that in a second actually no let me tell you about that now so let's just say i get nominated 
if I get nominated, what I'll do is I will send out an email saying, listen, this is the only time I'm going to bother you. And, and I just realized that if I, if, you know, with our shows being nominated, if they are, I know that many of you would be willing to uh, go and vote on a daily basis. And, you know, prior to doing this, I probably would, I've, I've tried to remind people on a daily basis and it, it was a lot of work because of how I did it. But right now I have a special mailing list that will email you once a day, every day during the entire voting period of the podcast awards. And it'll just be a simple email with a link to podcast awards for you to go in and choose all of the podcasts that gspn.tv has been nominated in in their categories and you just submit that. And so you'll just get an email every once a day, every day during that voting period. And I only am asking this once, if you're interested in participating to see if we can't win some of these awards, then he, please click here to sign up for that mailing list and you'll get an email every day. So I'm thinking I might do that. And I can do that now with AWeber. I just created another list and and set up autoresponders every day for the period of time that that, that goes on. So yeah, I might just do that. I, I, I might. That's if we get nominated. So here's the thing. How does the nomination process work? By the way, all this can be seen at podcastawards.com. And uh, the nomination, they have all these different categories. Uh, po- People's Choice, Best Video Podcast, Comedy, Education, Food and Drink. I won't go through the entire list. But um, what you do is, is you get one ballot form for nominations. And that's it. You want, if you only nominate one podcast, for example, on your form and you submit it with your name and email address, you're done. So one, one of the drawbacks of this is that let's just say I say, Hey guys, I have a couple different podcasts that, um, hold on one second. I've got somebody that came into my studio. Okay. I'm back. And believe it or not, it's probably been about 30 minutes since I had uh, hit the pause button. Actually, my daughter came in to tell me, hey, dad, I'm going to go answer the door. And I'm here alone with two of my children. And I'm like, well, if she's going to go answer the door. I better go see who it is. And it was a good friend of mine, Troy Price, and a friend of his that had uh, stopped in and said hello. And he was here to pick up some chairs he dropped off a long time ago. But anyway, ah, where was I? Podcast awards, I think. And so the nomination process, how this works is you, I think you get, I, I was talking about you get the, you know, one form to nominate people. And so, for example, let's just say I asked you to nominate a couple podcasts. Let's just say I just asked you to nominate my podcast. I only had one podcast to promote and I wanted you to nominate it. Now, if you as a subscriber of my show, if you went to Podcast Awards and you and you did as, exactly as I asked and you would nominate my show, maybe you would think to nominate some of the other podcasts that you listen to. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But then all of a sudden you go down and you hit submit with your name and email address. What would happen is, let's just say three days later, you're listening to another one of your favorite podcasters and they're like, oh, you know, I would love it if you would please consider nominating me. Well, guess what? Because you've already nominated another podcast and you did not think about it at the time to nominate this other podcaster, sorry, you're done. You can't. This is one of the drawbacks to a single nomination form. So... Um, you know, I, I'd say maybe, you know, the technology behind doing some other options would be probably a little bit more than what they're willing to invest into the podcast awards. Uh, you know, it's obviously something that costs money to to administrate and put together anyway, the way they're doing it. But I mean, 
it'd be nice if you could actually create a username, you know, a username and login, and you could actually go in and during the nomination process, you could actually change your nomina- nominations. For example, uh, I sent out an email asking people if they would consider nominating some of my shows in certain categories. And a lot of people wrote back and was like, you know what, the nominations opened up yesterday and I already included your show or a couple of your shows. But the question is, what category did they put it in? Because if they put my podcast answer man in a category other than technology, you know, then then and instead they put it in best produced. It's kind of like a wasted vote. If you are, it's a wasted nomination. So, so there's, there's a couple things It would, I would, I would love it if they would actually have it to where you could go in and you could change things. You could, you know, during the 90 days and if whatever you have submitted and that's in there at the end of the nomination process. And then by golly, that's locked in. But if you nominated something and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I want to change something or I want to add to something or, oh, I really want to change these categories because this podcaster is trying to get everybody on board and posting to the same category. So that way the the votes are, you know, tallied up and, and they work and it's much stronger for the process. Then, um, you know, you could go in and you could change that back and forth. And that would be really cool. But, uh, you know, for right now, it is what it is. And uh, here's what I am most excited about with the podcast awards. And that is just getting nominated. You know, you hear people say, well, it's just an honor to be nominated. And that's, a you know, and oftentimes they're like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just saying that. But no, seriously, not necessarily that it's just an honor to be nominated, but it's a benefit just to be nominated. Because here's what's going to happen. In 2011, there were 40, let's see, yes, 40 million page views, all right? 40 million page views on podcastawards.com in 2010, all right? And this is not made up, trust me, it's true, because of the people who are going there. Now, once the nominations have all been submitted, they'll go through and they'll confirm that everybody's eligible for you know, to, to be in the category and then they'll t- tally up and the people who have the most number of nominations for each category get in uh, and they actually get into the nomination as far as if it's either five or 10, I can't remember. But then when you when it's turned on, those people get in and when voting opens up, you actually get to see a list for each category. So for example, under technology, hopefully you're going to see Podcast Answer Man in there along with a bunch of other shows and I think it might even be in like alphabetical order. I can't completely be certain of that. But it's it's going to actually have the name of the show and it's going to have a link to that show's website. And I want to tell you, I've been nominated for these things in the past because my audience has so graciously uh, gone in and nominated several of our shows. And it does drive brand new subscribers who are checking out the shows. It's like, you know what? If these things have been nominated, obviously there's there's a community of people who got them nominated into these positions. And if they've got a community that's that cares about their content so much, then I might be interested in checking out some of these other shows. And it's a great way to find new shows when the voting opens up. And it's a great way to be found if you actually do get nominated. So I'm excited in that way. I'm also excited to announce that Podcast Answer Man is a proud sponsor of uh, th- this podcast is a proud sponsor of um, podcastawards.com. If you go to podcastawards.com on the right hand side, you should see a little banner that says learn how to podcast with the podcast answer man logo on it. And check this out. If you click it, 
it will take you to learnhowtopodcast.com, my free tutorial on learning how to podcast. But obviously, it's also my podcast website so that it's very easy to see right at the top podcast episodes and, and people can check out the podcast episodes. So I am very excited about podcast awards this year. And um, if you are interested in nominating, now I realize many of you have probably already used up your ballot, but if you haven't, I would encourage you to check out gspn.tv forward slash nominate. Okay, gspn.tv forward slash nominate. And I sent this out to my mailing list and I've, I'm so excited uh, to see that there's already been about 300 or more people who have uh, clicked through and, and have done the nominating process and things are looking pretty good for us getting nominated. And of course, this is opened up until September 30th. gspn.tv forward slash nominate will get you to uh, the list of categories where I'm asking people to nominate our shows. All right. So moving on, uh, we got another thing in here. This another audio piece of another. Okay. I can't talk today. Another piece of audio feedback and this time coming in from Craig. So Craig, take it away. Hi Cliff, it's Craig from Making Business and Sales Work, a podcast which has a lot to thank you for. The free information you give away every week has been a great help to me and got me through many hard times and even just motivational patches. I got to episode four and you actually said it coincided. If you're stuck on episode four, just keep going and it was a remarkable thing. You were giving some advice, uh, condenser mics versus dynamic mics. I normally use dynamic mics. I do have a condenser mic, it came with a little Behringer 502 that I, I use. I've built a cardboard box and mounted the condenser mic at the bottom of the box, then lined the box with t-shirts. So that I've built a soundproof room around the microphone. Now I sit above the microphone and talk down into the box, and this is the result. I'm recording this on the condenser mic rather than using my dynamic mics, so you can hear how it sounds. It's not very boomy, the room has just got bare walls, so it should be as echoey as everything. But this is what I get. Thanks. Keep up all the good work. Thanks, Cliff. Bye-bye. All right, Craig. Thank you so much for your feedback. And number one, I just want to say congratulations for getting beyond episode number four. That is awesome. I am so excited for you. I really, really am. And I can tell you right now, back when I was on episode number four, I was still using condenser microphones. Now, you said that you actually have some dynamic microphones and you usually use them. I would have loved to have heard the difference, just the difference between your your dynamic microphone and your condenser microphone. Now, I want to let you know, I am an audio snob. Now, this isn't just for Craig, but it's everybody. I'm an audio snob, but I want to I want you to know my very first hundred episodes all sounded pretty terrible um, in compared to what they are today. But they sounded great enough to really gain a loyal following. So. Um, you know, it, it, it's nothing to be ashamed of it, it, the, the, to use condenser microphones. And I get a lot of feedback when I talk about condenser microphones, especially if you go to learnhowtopodcast.com and you look at uh, ep, uh, video number three, con- equipment options. I will tell you right now, that's been viewed a couple, t- <laughs> quite a few times. And some people have said, hey, you know, you, you said this about condenser microphones. I want to tell you that you know, I have a lot of good things to say about condenser microphones. I use a condenser microphone myself. But, um, you know, I, I, I think, Craig, that you're, you sound great enough to get an episode out there uh, and to continue to publish content. There is, however, when I, if I listen to your, your audio feedback, I'm just going to play it here for just a second. 
And I do hear still a little bit of that echo off the walls. Hi, Cliff. It's Craig from Making Business and Sales Work. And I also hear a shh in the background, a little bit of a fan noise. Hi, Cliff. It's Craig from Making Business and Sales Work, a podcast which has a lot to thank. But it, I mean, I'm only I'm only playing this because this is the actual content. Now, if you if you had called in and mentioned in your feedback was related to anything else, I would not even bring any attention to the quality of that actual call. So, Craig, I'm again, and for everybody else, I'm only bringing this up because the actual audio quality of the call was the actual topic of the call. So what I've decided is since since, you know, we didn't get a difference between his what he normally uses, which is dynamic and this condenser microphone, what I've decided to do is is actually set up my own little uh, setup for comparison for you guys here. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch over right now. All right. So here you go. I am no longer talking into my dynamic microphone. I am talking into a condenser microphone. And this is what it sounds like. All right. Now, what you can hear right now, if I if I stop talking now, you're probably not going to hear that. You definitely won't hear this in the car. You may not hear this in um, you may not hear this uh, with your computer speakers, although you may. Uh, but you would hear this if I stop talking for a second. You will hear the fan that is on in my studio. All right. So it's there. Of course, I hear my voice echoing off the walls in here. And what I'm doing is I'm just uh, turning in different directions and uh, I can just hear it. Now, a second ago, I heard my daughter say Matt. Uh, she was calling for her brother and he's there upstairs. And I just heard that through my headphones. I don't hear it right now, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute the condenser microphone. Now listen to the fan. The fan is gone and I'm talking into my dynamic microphone. All right. So, so I'm back onto the, the, uh, condenser microphone. So he, you know, here, here's what it sounds like. Now check this out. I'm, I'm going to just rub my hands together. This is, this is what condenser microphones will do. All right, I'm gonna rub my, my finger and my, my index finger and my thumb together. I mean, I'm going to, I'm gonna come over here and I'm just going to, you know, ruffle a couple things around. I, I'm, you know, those, those kind of things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna click my mouse, listen to this. All right. So th- those kind of things are going to come in with a, a condenser microphone. Now, is it possible if you have a condenser microphone to record good quality sound? What I'm going to do now, of course, Craig, you had a great idea. You have a box, you line it with a bunch of T-shirts and stuff like that. What um, my good friend, uh, you know, and Troy, Troy Price was just here and stopped and he said that he remembered hearing Jason Van Orden talk about when he was in Brazil, he would literally record his podcast under a blanket. I mean, so we could get crazy with this stuff. But if you have a condenser microphone, what I have in front of me are two pillows kind of in a V shape where the opening of the V is face towards me and like where the V comes together is way out into the corner. And they're just leaning towards each other. Now, I don't have anything on top. You could even put another pillow on top if you want. And, and here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going uh, to put the microphone right here. All right. And I'm going to speak into, I'm going to speak into there. So obviously, this is already much better than what we had before. But if you listen, you can still hear, you can still hear the fan. 
you can still hear a lot of other things. Now, of course, what you could do is you could turn the gain down. So let me do that. Um, turn the gain down and then get closer like this. Now, I wanna tell you what I'm doing right now is the most uncomfortable thing I could possibly imagine doing. And there's no way I would ever record a podcast Answer Man episode like this. But obviously, this is a much better sound with a condenser microphone than, than what I had before. But even still, here's me in a very uncomfortable setting right here with condenser microphone, and now I'm gonna lean up and mute this and talk into my dynamic microphone, all right? So there you go, that, that's the difference between condenser and dynamic. And it is possible to do some wild and crazy things but when it comes down to it, I think a good dynamic microphone is is going to be uh, a, a major improvement in audio quality for most people. And also, a Heil PR40 microphone is something that is just unfathomable about how great the audio quality is. If you want more on that, go over to uh, podcastanswerman.com slash H-E-I-L-P-R-4-0. That's Heil PR40. All right, one of the last things that I have here for this episode is an interview that I did with Katie Davis over at katiedavis.com. Now, the interview sets itself up extremely well. The reason why I brought Katie on is because this is another example of somebody who you might think, you know, how could podcasting help somebody who is in this position? She actually is an author of kids' literature. All right, so she writes kids' books, and she does a very good job at it, by the way. But uh, here's somebody who has taken podcasting and used it to promote who they are, what they're most passionate about, and uh, the interview highlights some very exciting things that has happened as a result of producing an audio podcast. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this interview, and here it is now. Okay, everybody, we have Katie Davis from BrainBurpsAboutBooks.com on the line. Katie, it has been a fabulous journey watching you enter into the world of podcasting. And uh, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are and how on earth did you get into podcasting? Well... I, first of all, I just have to tell you, Cliff, I'm so excited to be here. We're recording this in the evening. I could not concentrate on anything today. I was so excited all day about coming on the show. So thank you so much for having me on. Um, so I started out because I was interviewed. I, I write and illustrate children's books. And I was being interviewed on Blog Talk Radio about my latest book. And it was a two-hour show. And there we had six authors. And I was the last one to be interviewed. So I was told to you know, stay on hold and listen and wait. So I had a lot of time waiting to think about what this show is about and what this person was doing. And I was thinking, well, I, if I had a show, I would do it a little differently. <laughs> and, um, and then I, I thought all that an entire year about how I would create a show and what would I do? Because I want, if I did it, I wanted to do it right. And, I kept thinking, well, what would I say? I couldn't talk for that long. And what would I do? And and then all of a sudden I realized, well, when I go to conferences and I, I refer to kid lit as children's literature as kid lit. Um, and I go to kid lit conferences and I talk to my author friends and illustrator friends and we can't shut up. I mean, we talk about books and books and books and it's a passion. And I want, and I, my friends live all across the country and across the world. So I thought this would be a great way to talk to my friends. And 
also help other people who want to get into the business. It's a very hard business to crack and there's a lot of uh, steps and issues to, to go through. And so I thought that's what the show should be. I should be interviewing people. And then I thought some more about it. And then I realized one of the, my favorite podcasts also is Terry Gross, Fresh Air. She's on NPR. And so I realized that's the structure I would do. So I first started uh, podcasting on Blog Talk Radio, but the audio quality to me sounded like two tin cans tied together with a string. Yes. And uh, it was making me crazy. And I was doing all this research saying, okay, how can I make it sound better? And I couldn't find any answers. And nobody said, well, it's because you're doing it through the computer. And then I found you and I listened to a bunch of your podcasts. And this was over a year ago. And then I did something I've never done ever before or since. I hired you. I hired a consultant. I've never done that. And so, and then I bought one of your packages. And I actually, I bought the um, least expensive package because I, I know me. <laughs> and I know I can dive headfirst into things and then go, oh no, why did I do this? And I bought, the, I bought it and I have been every week for over a year now, doing my podcast and a couple of things I did to increase the diversity and extend the reach of the shows. So I enlisted contributing people. I could, I have re different reviewers. I have a reviewer who's a huge in the kidlit world. And so when she does a review of a book, people want to listen to it. And then also she has a blog and she'll put it out there. And then I also um, have a school librarian who does reviews and also someone who does reviews for a, a fabulous independent bookstore called Hickleby's out in the, on the West Coast. So that was a really cool thing. And then I started doing um, marketing tips, like little one minute blurbs by a friend of mine who's a fabulous marketer. So I have all these people who, who send me in their contributions and they add a little bit of time to my podcast so that if I'm short on an interview, which these days I'm not, you, now that I've gotten used to it, I'm better at it. And I've, I, I have my, you know, system down, but it's, it's a really fun way too to get the word out on the show. And you, it's sort of like Twitter when you know one person who then tweets it out to all of their people, it's kind of the same idea. So that's how I started the show and it's done really well. It's number one in the iTunes store under children's publishing. I think this is great. I love the idea of going out and seeking other people in various different places for short little two, three, five mm -hmm. minute little audio bits once a week and, exactly. and and expecting them to do quality work, submit it to you once a week. And by golly, you're doing something great for them. You're you're promoting their brand, who they very are. Very reciprocal. Yeah, it's very reciprocal. And in fact, the, the woman I want to tell you about, her name is Julie Falatko, and she wrote me this really fabulous email. And it was a fan letter. And she said, it was very, first of all, it made me laugh. And you know, you make me laugh and you're golden. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm already a fan. So she made me laugh. She wrote this wonderful fan letter. It was really sweet. It was very flattering. And it was, she, and she said, you know, if you, and if not that you'd ever need this, but if on some, you know, alternative universe, if you ever wanted to get any reviews, she had a legitimate review blog, a mommy blog, which was really intriguing to me because her audience is slightly different than mine. And I've been trying to get out of my niche and sort of broaden it out a little bit. And so she's already bringing in new listeners because she has this whole other level of audience. So it's, it's very nice. But so I said to her, that's, so I said, you know what, send me a sample. 
And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm at the level where I'm I'm getting audition tapes. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. It was really cool. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So she sent me two reviews that were really fabulous. I couldn't believe how good they were. It's very cool. And then what I do is after every podcast or right when I've uploaded the episode, I have an email where I send to anyone who was ever mentioned in the podcast and I send it to the authors who are whose books have been reviewed, any illustrators. I just, for example, talked about a review site that reviews apps for special needs kids and I emailed them and they came on my site and they saw heard the podcast. So, you know, I broaden it that way too and I ask people to let people know that they are they've been on this podcast so it's it's been nice that way but what it's done for my career did you ask me that yet I, know I hey Katie how would you could you tell us what <laughs> podcasting has done for your career <laughs> how did I know you were gonna ask me that Cliff <laughs> well you know it's really funny because I listened to Ian tennis guy Ian what's his last name Westerman Westerman he was fabulous I was so impressed with him and I I actually I I emailed him from his, I went to his website and I um, looked over his stuff. He's great. And I just loved his story. That was such an inspiring story. And I I hope that he could give me some advice for something. And he did. He was so sweet. He emailed me and he gave me advice. And it's the, one of the things that I love about you and what you do. And also Pat uh, Flynn is that, and I tried to take on this attitude too, is to pass it on, you know, to pay it forward and to help people. And this is also a lot uh, what happens in uh, my business, in the children's literature and children's books business, is that I think people are really generous and really um, happy to help others because everybody started from somewhere. Nobody started at the top. So if you if you pass it on, it, it always comes back to you tenfold or more. And and I feel that you definitely live that. Wow. You really, really Thank do. Thank you. Thank so, you. Well, to answer your question that I knew you were going to ask before, because I listened to you <laughs> and you told me, um, to answer what it's done for my career is that, um, well, like I said, the, one of the best parts is making connections with writers and teachers and parents who I didn't know before. And I've made friends. I mean, one guy I just interviewed, his name is Jonathan Oxier, and uh, he wrote an incredible, incredible middle grade novel called Peter Nimble and His Fantastic Eyes. And it's such a great book. And I interviewed him and he had been a listener before. And, you know, the, you know, sometimes I get um, requests from people to, to have them on the show and his book, I think his book is going to win some major awards this year. So I, I call, I, I call, I said it first. Nice. <laughs> if you did. So anyway, so there's things like that, making friends and, and getting free books sent to me. That's really fun. Cause I, pe- people send me their books so that I can then have them on the show. Um, and, I've also been getting uh, more speaking gigs. I, Since I've been writing books since the late 90s, I have been speaking publicly for a long time. And I often, children's authors a lot of times go to schools and, and teach kids and get them excited about reading, writing, and the creative process. But now my gigs have been a lot more at conferences. I podcasted a, a couple of writers' conferences that was really hard. I don't think I ever want to do that again because <laughs> I was basically missed the entire conference because I was upstairs in my room editing and interviewing. And it was, I, I do um, get a little bit crazy on the editing because I, I want it to sound really good and everything. So I, so I got that conference, a couple of conferences. I also, do, do you know the magazine uh, highlights, the highlights magazine? Absolutely. Yeah. Our kids uh, subscribe to that. 
exactly. So I was asked to speak at the Highlights Foundation. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was really exciting. So there's things like that. And then um, right now I've been asked to talk, I've been asked to have a meeting and I haven't, we haven't done this yet, but um, with a big educational slash parenting kind of media company to possibly do a podcast for them based on their magazine. So that would be very cool. That would be really amazing. And I was listening to a podcast between you and Pat, and I don't remember if it was on your podcast and you were interviewing him or you were on his podcast and he was interviewing you, but it was a while ago. And I got the idea to do a blog series because you mentioned somebody else who had done a blog series and how they then turned it into an ebook. And I thought, duh, of course, I've got to do that. So I was about to launch my website last spring and a new, I also had a new book coming out called Little Chicken's Big Day. And I decided this would be a great way to launch it. So I, I did 30 days to a book launch and every day I had, and they were much longer posts than I usually post. And I turned it into an ebook, how to promote your children's book, tips, tricks, and secrets to create a bestseller. And now with my equipment, I'm recording it so that people can just download it as audio files. Nice. And that will be, yeah, um, it's hard to do. I have to say, cause I'm reading and I'm not used to doing that, but I'm trying not to be too crazy about making it exactly perfect. Yep. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, you also started thinking me about monetizing, mm -hmm. um, creating many, many more videos. I do video FAQs, just the, the like two or three minutes. And I'm going to do one every week now. That's awesome. That's going to be a big challenge because <laughs> you got to put on makeup and do your hair. You got to make sure you don't look too bad on the, you know, if you're a girl. And then, um, so, but the cool thing is that I took your how to do a webinar webinar <laughs> yes. and, and I have gone back and one wonderful thing that you do is so generous is that you allow anybody who's taken a webinar to watch the videos as much as they need to afterwards. And I have gone back and rewatched and rewatched and say, wait, how did I, how do you, how do I do that now? Oh, I got to go look at that. And I took notes on every one and I had um, I, I, you have an, an entire file cliff in my computer. I have a, it says cliff notes and it's got everything cliffish in it. <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, so because of that webinar, I did two webinars this summer and one, the first one was free because I figured in the free one, I'd get more people. Cause in my business too, people aren't, you know, making a ton of money. And in my business, a lot of people have day jobs and you know, they're writing books and it's, it's, uh, tough. On, on the income level. And so I wanted it to be free and give away that information. And it was really great. And I, and I made it into a digital product, which I have not uploaded yet. And then I did a paid one and people came and, and it was great. We had like, you know, 20 people or so, and they were, I, and I did an early bird special, like you suggested, and that was great. And then I still, people bought the regular priced version and I didn't charge a whole lot. It was like $39 or something. And um, and then I will have that as a digital product as well. You know, I have to say too, that I remember one of the very first episodes I listened to of yours. And it's funny cause I can, somebody told me this and about themselves listening to me on my podcast. And I'm going to tell you the same thing happened. happens to me. I can remember exactly where I am when I listen, when I can remember a specific podcast. Like I remember I was on a power walk and when I heard your episode of, I think it was like my first or second time listening to you and you were talking about 
establishing yourself as an expert. And you talked about the the yard sale guy. And I just remember the exact corner I was on and everything. And because it's so, I think that what you do is so important and what you tell people to remember that they're an expert. And I hadn't really considered that. I mean, I, I have 10 books and I've sold a lot of copies of those books and I didn't really think of myself. I mean, I, I talked to people and I taught lessons. I taught uh, workshops at big conferences and been on faculty and stuff, but I still wasn't really viewing myself as an expert. I was just viewing as someone who happened to be teaching something at a conference, you know? And then after I started talking on the podcast and people would come up to me and they would compliment my podcast, they, I would meet people and they'd say, wait, Katie Davis, your brain burps about books. I said, yeah, you heard of it? They said, yeah, I listen to it every day. Oh, I just, I just listened to 25 episodes in a row. I'm like, oh my God, you poor thing. <laughs> but, yep. You know, I got a tweet today where this person said to me, you're a, I'm reading the tweet. Okay. I said to her, I'm totally reading this on Cliff's podcast. Um, she wrote, you're a literacy superhero, which is the second best kind of superhero. And then she wrote, can you fly? Because you totally take the number one spot then. <laughs> 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 and you know, it's really cool. Things like that. I just, it's hard to imagine the effect you have on people, even when they tell you, you know, it's still like, really? But it's very cool because I know I'm helping people and that is a very gratifying thing. And guess what? I'm so excited tomorrow morning. I'm very nervous about this too. Tomorrow morning, I'm interviewing the guys who created Jib Jab. Do you know Jib Jab? Oh yeah, I know all about Jib Jab. Yeah. So they're coming on and I was doing my research and I was looking over their website and I said, oh my gosh, you know, they, they've met presidents and they've been on, like Jay Leno and all these kinds of things. And I, when I asked them, I was just like, Hey, you just created a children's book app. This is cool. You know, it's called Jib Jab Jr. And try to say that five times fast. And they're going to come on. And so I'm interviewing them tomorrow and I'm really excited. And, but it's, it's, so I'm getting some really interesting people and meeting people on Twitter too. You know, I'm, uh, I, I'm trying to get Chris Brogan to come on and um, I have another person, a big social media guy is coming on and, you know, it's really all about helping people in my business create more business for themselves because a lot of times creatives don't think of themselves as business people like I didn't in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I think I digressed. From what I'm hearing here is that podcasting has done a lot to improve your status within your own industry. Mm -hmm. It's connected. Definitely. It's definitely connected you with other wonderful people, you know, uh, speaking gigs uh, that are at a, at a whole new professional level. Here, here's what I want people to hear is that whatever your passion is, whatever your field is, you may be thinking, you know, I, I really want to start that podcast. And Katie, I'm going to ask you to speak to the people because, you know, I, I say it all the time. Why? I said, I'm telling you, you are so right. I'm sorry. I interrupted you because, it, because I'm like so excited because last night, or rather what's today, Monday. And so two nights ago I was at a party and this young woman was there. She's, you know, in her twenties and she's like, I don't know. I'm just like so fed up with working for other people. I said, okay, you have, as I sat her down, I said, you've got to start a podcast and you've got to listen to Cliff Ravenscraft. And of course I, t I kind of talk about you and Pat at the same time, because you both are sort of, to me, two sides of of the same coin. And, um, and you both together, I think it, I would wish you guys had a podcast together. Um, <laughs> scary thought, but, um, 
But anyway, I was telling her and I, and I, she emailed me this morning. She said, what were those guys you were talking about? And I sent her your link and I sent her Pat's link. And I, she's saying, but she kept saying, but how do you make money podcasting? I said, you have to listen to, and I gave her some specific episodes that I was impressed with from both of you guys. And I told her, you know, no matter what, I mean, for example, um, somebody I think Pat interviewed was saying that he was a chef. And he said that if you ha like to to pickle cucumbers, you could make a podcast just about pickling cucumbers. I mean, you it, it doesn't matter how minute there are there's there are niches within niches that you can talk about. Where if you collect, um, I forget what the name of those the tips of shoelaces, you could probably make a <laughs> podcast about that. I mean, what are you good at? What do you love? And by the way, I think that if you are passionate about something you'll be able to go for it. And for shy people, it's good too, because nobody's seeing you. And it's a really great way to increase the, uh, increase the, the visitors to your website or your blog. It's a really great way to, actually, it's a great way to increase your confidence if you don't feel confident in your business and you are wondering, you know, just try it. Thank you so much for coming uh -uh. on to... No, no, thank you. Really. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not kidding. I was so excited. I couldn't think of anything else for like the entire previous week. So thank you, Cliff. Where can people find you on Twitter? At Katie Davis Burps. All right. And then on the web. KatieDavis.com. Very cool. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you, Cliff. Well, my friends, there you go. That's my interview with Katie Davis over at katiedavis.com. And of course, you can also check out our podcast over at brainburpsaboutbooks.com. You know what? I love what I do for a living. It is so awesome to be able to see somebody, you know, start into the world of podcasting having no idea what's going to happen as a result. And then, oh my goodness, all of those exciting things, speaking gigs, uh, just so many different things. It happens over and over again. I love doing these little bit of interviews here and there, and I'll have some more for you in the future. Next week, next week, I'm going to do a podcast episode like I've never done before. I think I'm going to actually do an entire episode using digital, nothing more than digital audio recorders. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to do next week. Nothing more than digital audio recorders. Uh, I'm going to give examples of different ways that they sound, what you can do where you have nothing more than a digital audio recorder, different ways that they can be used because I know a lot of people want to start out, you know, they're like, hey, what's one piece of equipment that I can buy that if I buy it, I won't have to worry about when I'm ready to take things to the next level, uh, that I have to upgrade it or that it won't be no longer, it will no longer be of any use to me. So what's that one piece of equipment? And I always tell people, I highly recommend, and now it's the Roland R-05 recorder. So next week I'm going to be doing a little bit of uh, an experiment with uh, just using digital audio recorder, and I think I'll probably compare it to what it sounds like with an iPhone built-in microphone using the iTalk application and, and stuff like that. So if you're interested, that'll be in episode number 228, and I'm going to try not to be late. Hopefully my administrative stuff will all be worked out by then. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, there should be an episode by Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. If not, it might be next weekend sometime. I am trying to work on it. Trust me. Please forgive me. 
Anyway, folks, thank you for your patience. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. If you want to nominate some of the shows that I produced here and at gspn.tv, head over to gspn.tv slash nominate. Again, it's gspn.tv forward slash nominate. All right. It's only probably taking about five minutes max is what it would take. gspn.tv slash nominate. And then, of course, uh, if you know anybody that is interested in learning how to podcast, send them over to learnhowtopodcast.com. It's my absolutely free tutorial. Uh, No strings attached there whatsoever. Learnhowtopodcast.com. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. I'm pretty wore out now. I'm going to go ahead and shut things down here. And until next time, I encourage you to take your show to the next level.